Okay, this is just another Liverpool podcast. This is the first pilot episode. It's me, Stuart Jones, and my co-host... Matt Wood. Right, let's start then. Talk Liverpool. Um, We played... I've messed up already. This is definitely not going out. (laughs) Yeah, it was Liverpool at home against Newcastle. Um, First thoughts, Matty? To be honest, I was a little bit worried um, because I knew we were doing this podcast. And um, initially just going 1-0 down and I was thinking, I know exactly what's going to happen here. We're going to lose this and I'm going to have to come on and talk about how we lost the first game in like 14, 15 games or whatever it was. So Really? Yeah, I was just. I think it was because I knew we were doing this, so that was in at the back of my mind. Yeah, um, start start off with a fail. And um, I thought we just started. I thought we started slow, to be honest. And um, I wouldn't even say that their goal really like sparked it into life. It just took us a while to get get into the game generally. Yeah. Um, but I thought. I, I mean, it's a bit of a. I suppose. Don't whether you call it like a freak goal, but it was a bit of a wonder strike, which which isn't going to happen every week. No, no. And then, um, it, yeah, it just took us a while to get going, and then obviously, um, we we got the the equaliser, and then I think as soon as Firmino came on, I think obviously a lot of people have been talking about his impact on the game. Um, I think he's just started pulling the strings, didn't he? So yeah. And once we got the half time, um, got into the lead, and then it seemed pretty pretty secure from there. And then um, it was only really, I think, in the first five minutes of the second half, I think Newcastle threatened a little bit, but I always felt at that stage we were still relatively comfortable and in, in control of the game. And then when when it goes three one, especially you you you're confident that the the team yeah, has got good enough game management has been enough been through enough games um over a period of time now where they can easily kind of see that out so yeah. um it was initially i think a little less straightforward than what i thought it was going to be like you and i spoke um the other night about the game i think we were a bit blase saying that um i think that it would be just really straightforward it was a little less so than that but um i think Again, the team just showed how how good it is, and in, in that adversity yeah. of the first ten minutes or whatever, it's 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 no panic, is it? And it's um, just keep playing the football, and yeah. eventually, eventually, it comes. I agree. So I what, think what um, your observations. Well, I think there was no panic. I think if it was scored in the eighty fifth minute, I think yeah, we can agree that yeah, panic stations are on here. Mm-hmm. But going one nil down against Newcastle. Um, you know, within the first like five ten minutes, it, you know, obviously, oh, where did that one come from? Um, I think Arnold. Um, it was a bit of skill by um, the Newcastle left back. Um, and what it was, it was a cracking goal, but um, I think over the past like couple of years. You can see that we can go down against the team, but a bit like how City have developed over the years, I think there's no there's no worries. I think we can we can go a goal down, and as long as it's only one nil, um, we can come back strong, and which we did in the end. 
Yeah, you always feel like the team are in, are in like total control um, of the game, and it doesn't it doesn't really affect them too much um, if we go like a goal behind. Um, in the game, it was interesting. You mentioned like the defending there a little bit. I think that's been the one kind of small area that people have picked up on, um, like early on in the seasons. That kind of like little bit of a space in behind. Um, I think on the goal, I think the ball gets played up to Joel Linton. Is it a Matic? Matic goes in, um, leaves a bit of space in behind, and then the, the ball gets um, transferred over to to Villains. But I don't know. I, I think you can you can sit there all day and kind of pick holes and things to a degree. I just think that one is a bit. Sometimes you can't um, uh, you can't yeah, really justify yeah. that that type of that type of strike. Yeah. Um, it was probably on the defender's weaker foot. You could probably say because he hit it with his right foot. Yeah think from a left back so yeah you can't really put the blame on Arnold there um, but like I re- reiterate that you know going 1-0 down it, it was basically still 0-0 to me mm. you know I felt confident we can yeah. come back and yeah it's yeah. shown it like I say the, I think the only reservation I had was the fact that I knew that we were recording this and I, I just felt do you know when you just feel like oh it's typical we're gonna get, I just thought oh no not when, the, when we're doing this and yeah. everything's been going yeah starts on a loss no. yeah that's what I was thinking that's gonna start go, going mad on this yeah um, but Newcastle is what I expected there under Steve Bruce he was coming and he's done what he's done with his other teams when he's come to Liverpool he's put every man behind the ball they've tried to hit us on a break sometimes but they they were hoping for a set piece mm. and like they did on that on the goal that they got it was just counter yeah. it worked that bit of skill I I do um, think it's I do think it's a bit a bit of a sad indictment now that we're getting to the stage where a team like Newcastle uh, obviously they're expecting to be near the bottom of the league but that you know they've come away with a 3-1 defeat and it's almost like a bit of a, a moral victory for them oh yeah um, I think that Steve like, Bruce's interview after the game he was really not too downheartened about the yeah. result and that, yeah. their performance even though really they didn't offer anything going forward yeah there wasn't you know going Two one down, three one down. They never really, they never really it, threatened our it, goal. It's almost as if, um, uh, you know, certainly in terms of how the team set, it was very like, uh, you get the goal and it was like a real shut up shop. I know they did it against Tottenham and and managed to to kind of get through it, but it's, I don't know. It's 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 almost like a little bit defeatist, like we've got that goal and then now we're really going to just put that, that, that five and four across um, and leave leave the, the striker quite quite isolated really and like I say I think it was only the first five minutes of the second half maybe um, they had a chance at the, the back post um, and the other wing back um, had a bit of space but I think apart from that again they were, they were very kind of they were very very deep in the game it was just a matter of, of whether we could we could break them down really and I think that that comes on to um, probably um, the reason why we were able to do that um, on a number of occasions which was which was um, Roberto Firmino yeah, yeah. and I think um, he was obviously key to 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 us being able to, to kind of manipulate the ball in, in, in and around the box um, obviously didn't start the game but um, came on for for Divock Origi, which was um, it's unfortunate just, it's for him. Just, yeah, it's one of them, isn't it? You you know, he gives Origi his chance. 
Um, we do go 1-0 down, but we manage to get back to one all with Origi on. And then he goes off injured early. It's And he does, Firmino changes the whole dynamic of our of our system, our team, uh, into a better one. But it would have been nice to see Origi grow into the game as it gone on. I don't know his injury yet. Um, I think they said one to two weeks. Yeah. So yeah, it's a shame on Origi's part, but once again, it shows when Firmino comes on, what a yeah. difference he makes. Um, should we move on to player players' ratings? Yeah. So um, performed. Ha- well, we can go through kind of one by one, I guess. Yes, yeah, go through um, keeper. I, I was just going to mention Mane, but we'll, we'll come on to yeah. him. So, Adrian, do you know what? I'm, I'm really. I know we had that pretty um, high-profile uh, gaff against um, Southampton, um, but other than that, I'm really, really pleased with him. I, from what I'd seen previous to him signing with Liverpool, um, I thought he'd be a pretty solid number two, and I think he's showing that to be honest. And I've got down, you know, um, I was just kind of like scoring the players okay. um, after the game. and I've, I've got a seven against them. I mean, to be honest, he probably didn't have a, yeah. a great deal amount amount to do. I just think for a number two, there isn't, you know, he's not going to be perfect, but I, th- I think he's, do, he's doing his job. And it's by the fact that nobody's really talking about Alisson in in the sense of missing him. Um, I think that's, that's testament to how well he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I agree with what, you were saying there, I think, just on that Newcastle game, yeah, didn't have a lot to do. Um, yeah, so we move on to Robbo Robertson. Yeah, I've actually thought he uh, he was symptomatic a little bit of the start of the game where we were a little bit sloppy. Um, I remember one um, instance where there was a crossfield ball and he he um, uh, such just got away from him and went out of play. Um, so yeah, he I think he he was kind of. Um, uh, like systematic of that that start to begin to begin with, um, and, and just kind of grew in it, grew into the game from there, and then as he into the second half, we started seeing those marauding runs forward, which he's he's become well known for. Um, I think he had one where Firmino chipped it over, um, oh, and yeah, there's an argument to say he, he he perhaps should have scored there, yeah. um, but against him and him and Trent, such a such a threat in terms of um, balls yeah. into the box. I think I think if he could. Every game, kind of see who wins the wing-back battle. I would say Arnold over mm. Robertson for the mm. Newcastle game. I think Trent put in a lot more balls with a lot of quality. Um, I think he had, a, he had a couple of chances in the second half to score as well. Um, Is that Trent? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, you know, they are two quality wing-backs. We're so fortunate that we've got them, how, how we, you know, Got Robertson from Hull, been a great mm-hmm. signing, and also at the same time through the mm. youth ranks, Arnold's come through yeah. into the first team. I think that's um, we've been really fortunate with him too. Um, I think we move on to Matip. I think he had a, you know a solid game, wasn't tested a lot. Um, mm. Should have won that penalty. Yeah, he's becoming a bit of a bit of a threat actually in, in from the um, set pieces. This season, he's got a couple of goals, um, and yeah, like you say, he should have had a penalty. I still my one major gripe with Matip is um, that I've had for a while now is I just find him flimsy in possession at times. Um, yeah, he's got this kind of really 
kind of awkward language style. He's coming out with the ball and you're just thinking, what's he going to... It's almost like he runs out with the ball and it's like he's travelling with it, but like his brain's almost like three or four seconds behind him. Like, if you know what I mean? Like, you can see it yeah. in his play. I see where he comes from, but um, what I love about a centre-half is one who does do that, actually mm. brings the ball out. We're starting to see it a lot more now, you know, Maguire, Van Dijk, mm. but to be honest, out of Van Dijk and Matip, it's probably Matip who does take more risks. More risk, yeah. And that's why it can look bad when the risk yeah. doesn't come off. I think that's what's so good about Van Dijk. He kind of ana- an- analyses how much risk there is and goes, no, I'll just play it safe. Where Matip just feels he acts on instinct, kind of go, yeah, I'm going to go for this. Mm. And I think I think he's improved a lot. I, I do think that. I, I just think... Um... And perhaps again, you're looking at picking holes a little bit. Um, I just think he could be better at the ball side. But generally, I think he had a, he, yeah, he had, yeah. a, he had a solid You know, game. against the Newcastle team, he did, you know, let's face it, he wasn't tested. Yeah. Um, Van Dyke, um, his performance, I thought, you know, does, did what Van Dyke usually does. I think the one kind of key thing that stood out for me with Van Dyke was in the second half. I think, Joe Joelton, um, I think he. I think he took on Fabinho and Van Dijk was actually behind him and then all of a sudden he'd done this like slide tackle from yeah, behind yeah, yeah. and like scooped the ball away from him and then we were on an attack then. I thought that was brilliant from mm-hmm. him. Um, Fabinho did okay. Um, obviously, same again. Wasn't tested by Newcastle's attack. Um, I think there was a few sloppy passes from him, especially in the first half when probably, like you said, we did go out of the box quite mm. slow. Um, Genie, forgot he was playing at times in the first half. Um, that you know that's not a criticism of him. I think mm. just the kind of the game he plays, where he kind of mops up and then, you know, passes it along, yeah. gets the motions going in the team. Second half, I thought he come out a bit more, um, showed his attacking threat, and then um, the Ox. His performance. Yeah, I, I thought he's, mix, he's probably it? the one who, out of everybody, I thought did. I thought he did okay, but I, I still yeah. think he looks a bit rusty yeah, and um, his touch at times. I just, I just thought there was an occasion. I think in the second half where he had, he had the ball on the right side. I think he took it past a couple and then kind of overran the ball. And I think even for the for the. Was it for the second goal? I think he gave away possession, and then we won it, it back. We turned it back over again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's gonna take him time, isn't it? This is the thing, and because he's been out such a long, long period of time, um, he's not gonna be up to speed straight away. So you've got to give him that 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 leeway, really. But I, I, I did think he was probably the one who struggled a little yeah. bit in the game. I think if you could pick like your weakest player in that team. That performance, yeah, it'd probably be the ox. But like you say, he's he's coming back from a long term mm. injury. He's gonna be unfortunately in and out of the team this season. So yeah, he's he's gonna be a bit ring rusty in some games. Um move on to Salah. Salah, yeah, I think similar to sort of thing Robertson who I spoke about again started really quite first half in general, I think he was quiet. Um yep. again he has this thing at times when as good as he is um, the go- the ball will get played into him and his touch will be off or he won't quite retain possession which which can be frustrating but again grew into it 
uh, became more of a threat in the second half and then um, I think it's because he's a bit greedy isn't he he is always thinking this mentality of like I gotta score yeah it was interesting I think because of the stuff between him and Mane in the previous game I did I did actually think to be fair it was almost like he was looking for a pass more often against Newcastle whether that was just me viewing it like um, differently for whatever reason I don't know but the the goal was kind of like typical Salah goal as soon as he gets that back from Firmino you kind of know what he's doing and they probably know what he's doing as well but you just you can't really stop it Um, yeah I I think like say he he kind of grew more and more into into the game Um, and again you just you, you expect him to um, you just expect him to score, don't you? We're obviously talking about like um, fantasy football, maybe in a little bit later on. He's yeah. one of those classic players in fantasy football where you go, you know, he's a banker in terms of a in, a, in terms of a goal in a game like that, really. So yeah, um, think, yeah. And Mane took his goal really well, didn't he? His first one. Mane, yeah. It's, again, just kind of mentioned that earlier on. We were talking about Firmino, and I had Mane down for Man of the Match purely just because, um, in terms of the impact of the the score line, obviously he got the two goals, so that has a greater kind of impact on the game. And I just thought something I thought for a while about about him is, I just perhaps a quite an obvious observation, but perhaps not everyone agrees, but I just think he's by far the, the best finisher that we've got. Um, I, yeah. lot, if you look at a lot of his, his recent goals, it's that one against um, the one against Newcastle, very kind of instinctive finish uh, into the top corner. Um, the one against um, Burnley, where he just kind of rolled it in again, just just first time, I think it was. He just, he just kind of came onto it and just slotted it. Against Southampton, similar sort of goal, just shifted it. Bent it into the corner. I just think in terms of a natural finishing ability, um, I I just think the I think he's the best we've got, and um, I, I think sometimes because of how good Salah can be and and how good his original impact was a couple of seasons ago, it's almost like Mane kind of goes under that radar a little bit to an extent. Um, but I think just a just an unbelievable unbelievable player, and I, I think it's no. Um, it's definitely not a, an overstatement to say that he's up there with with the best players in the world. Um, yeah. In terms of an attacking sense, certainly. Um, well, you can you know you could argue we we've got three of them there, which is which is a luxury. But yeah. I just yeah I just I just thought his again his finishing was was kind of impeccable. I think really. definitely since he's moved towards, he has improved every season. I think like Sasala, I think we signed him and he's probably been at the same level throughout. But I think Mane is just getting better and better. Mm. Like you say, he's finishing. He's getting more prolific now. Mm. He's getting you know confident in front of goal. And I think probably the battle with Salah, kind of like you know who's going to score more this mm. season. I think that's the, you know I think it's a healthy uh, rivalry between the pair of them yeah. within the club to see who can score. Definitely. And something that I was going to mention, actually, which I was going to spring on you as we were doing the podcast, you, I'm not sure if you're quote-unquote down with the kids and, and playing FIFA nowadays, not, no. but um, they recently released um, the FIFA, obviously, football video game, like the, oh, the ratings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought this was interesting to look at, just in terms of like an outside perception okay. of, of players and things like that, and... Obviously, we've got our own opinions of watching, you know, Liverpool pretty much, you know, every week and and everything like that. They have hundreds of people looking 
um, the players and kind of rate them on all, all different types of attributes and come up with this overall rating out of 99 that I think it is. And I just think it's quite, again, it's from an outside perception point of view. It's interesting the way they rate like the Liverpool front three. So Salah, for instance, is, is the highest rated at 90. Um, and then they have Mane um, at 88 and, and Firmino at, at 86. I just I just thought that was interesting in terms of it was more the I think people obviously mentioned Firmino with again that kind of like a little bit underrated but I think for me Mane is the big one I just think like um if you if you compare him to Salah I just think he's every bit as good as Salah um if not in terms of the finishing um even even more kind of superior that's yeah. not putting Salah down at all as 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 good as a player Salah is, and um, we know how good and devastating he can be, um, in terms of um, you know the the kind of turn of pace um that he has and, and the ability to to go past people and and things like that, um. But I just I just I just found that interesting in terms of what how people perceive Liverpool's kind of attacking threat and in in an order and and that's not yeah. to say it's right or wrong or anything it's like that. It's fairly close though, isn't it? Um, Salah and, ninety, Mane eighty eight. And then Fabinho, eighty six. Yeah, and at the end of the no. day, we're t- we're t- we're talking about you know four points there, a, um, a video game. But it was just it was just it was just interesting, and I, I just I think um, I, I think Mane, it, it, yeah, for me, he's every bit as good yeah. as, as as Salah, and and I'm not sure if you would I'd go say, along with that. Yeah, but well, like I say, Mane keeps on improving, improving. Yeah. Why not the next FIFA MB90 on, on par with yeah. Salah? You never know. Salah might actually drop drop a point or two. Something to look forward to. And um, we do. We we for me now. Do you want to? to oh yeah, we're gonna yeah. I thought you you thought Mane man in the match uh, on the basis of of the fact that he the contribution to the yeah. to the scoreline, but it was only really because of that. Um, yeah, I don't know if you want to like eulogise about Firmino, but yeah, I he... just thought with Bobby coming on, completely like I said earlier on, completely changes the game. Um, you know his hold up play is in the, in this game especially it really showed his like his skill, his nice little flicks to uh, Robertson. Yeah, uh, the flick for Salah for his goal. Um, you know, he he kind of showed his repertoire of what everything Firmino's got. I think, um, yeah, obviously I agree with Mane getting the two goals, but I just think with his performance, Bobby, I just thought, yeah, man of the match for him. Um, yeah, um, do you want to go over anything over that game anymore? I think we kind of... Uh... Um, yeah, no, I, I, I completely kind of... Go along with what you're saying there in terms of Firmino. What I would say is he's the one out of the three you would say doesn't have do that selfish. Out. He's the one who doesn't have the selfish streak. I would say he's very like happy to um, slide one of the others in. I think the other two are a bit more, a bit more goal greedy if you like. And there's nothing wrong with that because you know you look at the best players, they are like that. Um, and Salah certainly um, seems to be somebody who who's very driven by. Uh, like the goal tally and, and perhaps the individual yeah, awards as well, which, which is which yeah. is which is fine. Um, but I think Firmino is is less of that type, and you also need those type of players to complement the the more of the individual players, if you like. So um, no, just um, I think he, he's he's had all the, all the plaudits from from that game really. So um, that put us 
five points clear at the top of the table, didn't it? And um, yeah. that's where we remained after after the weekend's games. I know, that was a shocker, that one, wasn't Manchester it, City? City? Yes, so a topic that we're going to be talking about um, weekly on our podcast is uh, our closest rivals, or rival, which obviously is Man City. Um, go over the performance of City. Disjointed, yeah, so, tired. Yeah, just I, I thought. I mean, a lot of the focus has, has been on, um, you know, obviously the the defence and Stones and and Osamendi, um, not not doing so well really. I just, um, I, d- I don't know. It was a strange one really, in the sense that um, you always felt like in in a similar sort of way to Liverpool when when they played, even when City were were three one down, you, you still kind of felt that they they kind of could come back. Yeah. Um. But no, I think I think Norwich. Um, I mean, given the, the amount of players that they, they had out, um, you know, surprised everyone pretty much with with the performance and. Um, Again, you know, you look at Puki getting another goal, and I think he's such a, such a strange player in a way that if you look at him, you, you don't see any obvious strengths. You know, he's not yeah. quick. He's not, he's not built particularly well. He's, you know, he's he's just very clever in terms of the the positions that he takes up, and yeah. he seems to when he gets the opportunity, he hits the target. Um, it's just, it um, just works, doesn't it? Like in Norwich, is how they set up, how they play. Him especially, just he's like the linchpin. It just works in yeah. what he does. Yeah, and I think, I think they had the once they did um get into the the two nil lead, um they seems they seems to have that. It seems to be I think maybe a mixture of the the crowd seemed well on on top of the game and things like that as well. It just seemed like they had that that confidence to kind of. Um, upset City rather than accept that the, the, they could come back on them. You know, we're talking about Liverpool and Newcastle. That dynamic was very different. It almost felt like Newcastle were accepting of okay, we'll take the lead, but then, um, and we're gonna get beaten in, in the end. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Norwich didn't really have that mentality, despite the the players. That, yeah, they had. That they, they had were, more so. energy on. So like, on the counter, when they turned over the ball. Norwich actually had a go at Man City, whereas, like you say, Newcastle, if they got the ball, it was just basically, yeah, let's just get away from ourselves, get away from our goal. Whereas Norwich actually carried the ball and really punished City when they could. Um, just on that, do you think? Do you think it was just one of those days for Norwich? Like everything went well. It just worked. They defend like the. You know, at times they were really backs against the wall. Everybody in the box. Do you think they just did that really yeah, well? Yeah, sometimes, it just paid sometimes off? you hold. You know, it's 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 kind of a bit of a you know a bit of luck at the end of the day. You know, again referring to, to Newcastle and Tottenham, sometimes you're able to to kind of get that get the men behind the ball and hold on. And, and other times, um, you you know you you're not able to to kind of see it through. Really, um, I don't know. I do, I do think it was a bit of a um, it's it's one of those where I think people have perhaps overreacted a little bit with City. They could easily now, oh yeah, string together, game. yeah, 
Yeah. They could easily string together, you know, 15 wins, like, back-to-back. It really wouldn't surprise me. And I, I know there's been questions about Laporte being out. and um, I do think that's a, that is a big one, though. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure he got an injury last season early on. But obviously, they had company to fill in mm. for him whilst he was out. They haven't got anybody to fill in. Yeah, but I, I always felt that that was a bit of a... a, a I wasn't convinced by I, I, for me like company it was a liability for the the last few years that he was at City he was he was he was really slow he um he tended to well, I think that's the foul what I'm getting at um, it's like the leadership I think Stones and Otamendi yeah they're not they're not leaders yeah I I, I see that definitely um but in in terms of I don't think they miss companies. Ability as such, I do think he was coming to to the end, uh, most definitely. Like um, I think, like I think you could say, like Stones and Otamendi are like our Skirtle and Lovin were. Mm. They're just, they, you know, the good solid defenders, but you know, they're not leaders. They need someone alongside them, like Van Dyke, like Laporte, mm. who can marshal them, tell them. Yeah, I think I think that's a fair point in the sense that um, I think you know if you look at the second goal in particular, you can argue that's organisation where I think Walker Walker drops, but Stones pushes up, so it's kind of that being able to to kind of marshal that that back line as one. So I don't rate him, you know, Walker. I think he he looks good at times because he has got that pace, but. I don't know. I think he is like a weak link in that city team. I think you can you can have a go at him. Mm-hmm. And I think I think, I, I think he definitely has his rash moments. For for me, his his biggest asset is you know the athleticism that he has and the way he's able to get up and down and and his his ability kind of overlapping and things like that. Um, I think is is fantastic. But he does have those moments where. In terms of decision making, you question him. I think back to the, you know when I think of him, I think of um, that game in the in the World Cup for England when he was playing at centre back and England give a penalty away in in the first game against Tunisia and it just it was one of them where it was totally avoidable but it was it bit was rash. A, yeah it was a little bit like that and he has got that to him so I I, I completely understand where you're coming from with yeah. that really. So quickly brush over the City game then basically it's just a blip. I think so. They've yeah, got it's, it's next. It's it's uh, great for us, you know. It's five games in to go five points clear. Um, it's a nice little kind of confidence boost and things like that. Um, for us to to be in that position, we know even though it is early, we know how kind of critical it is to have those those points on the board with City because it was so relentless last season. Yeah. Um, and I think it, given that it's it's and given the fact we we only lost the the one last season. Um, it is kind of advantage to us to a degree, um, but there's a there's a huge amount to to kind of um, to to go through in the season yet, and I think, like I say, it would not surprise me one little bit of City put together um, one of those runs really where they where yeah. they're able to to kind of make up the the difference. So um, yeah, there, there were frailties to an extent, and you know. It's, Set play was another thing as well, which people have, have kind of picked out um, where, they, where they've conceded some goals from. But I, I think they will um, they will be able to, to kind of um, overcome it. And I think um, 
I think we're in for a kind of a close season between ourselves and City. Yeah, it's going to be tight again. Um, Tuesday night we got Champions League game against um, Napoli. Yeah. At home. Uh, away. It's away. Yeah. Um, I had a quick look at the highlights. They had a um, result on Saturday against Sampdoria. Uh, they won two 0 Um, Merton's got the two goals. Um. I think he's probably you know a bit obvious. He's the danger man. He got the two goals, and they've also still got Insignia and um, new signing in Lorente, who he uh, got a free from Spurs. Um, going into that game, your confidence. It's gonna be difficult. I would say it's it's funny actually because you you look at our season last season, you think it was almost perfect in the sense that we got the ninety seven points, the one defeat in the league winning the Champions League but if you looked at the the one the one area of the season where you'd say didn't go so well was the away games in Europe to begin with yeah. um, Napoli away PSG away and Red Star Belgrade away and we lost all three and I seem to remember the Napoli game away in particular we were, we were poor um, as well as the Red Star when I, I remember um, jumping yeah, at him in, in, in particular Um so it's obviously going to be a t- it's, it seems weird to say but it is one of those where you, it, a defeat isn't the end of the world I think we just um, I think it'd be good to see a, an improved performance on, on last season um, and I think a point would be a, a great result um, definitely and I don't know it's going to, it's, it's, it's going to be it's, it's going to be tough and you don't know quite know what to expect do you actually remember we played them in pre-season I don't know if you watched this game but um, they absolutely battered us on, on, on the counter-attack um, so that will be that will be interesting and I'm sure that doesn't that won't have too much of a bearing on the game on Tuesday but um, they will I'm sure take something from that that was um, they were certainly looking to get in behind us a lot so it'll be interesting to see if they, they kind of employ similar tactics um to that really but i think it'd be tough and i think um we should have the um as european champions as well we should be going there with our chests out and and kind of confident of you know being able to say like, yeah. like we can we can get something so um i think you know a, a positive performance and um even a even a point, you know, it's, you know, it's perhaps a little bit defeatist, but like even a point, I think would be would be a good result. Um, but what do you, what do you think on that one? Napoli, uh, I'm just getting more and more confident. Maybe you're getting a bit big headed about Liverpool. I think, I think we'll win the game. I think you yeah. know, not by you know we are you know going away to Naples. I think I'm confident. You know, we'll see it out one nil. We'll get the result. Um, like you say, we are the champions now. I think that puts pressure on Napoli because um, they are the home team. You know they have to at least show a bit of attack. But you know we are the champions now. We we've got that confidence to just go away from home, get get the result now. Where I think I'm waffling on now. I've lost it. <laughs> Um, I thought you were going to break into song. No. Um, on a lighter friend. note, did you see the Twitter video of the Napoli changing rooms? No, I haven't seen that. Unfinished. Right. 
Yeah, the um, there was like glass missing. There was doors missing. Um, I think Ancelotti actually in the press um, was having a go at the local council. Um, it looked really bad. I'm I'm sure they'll have it finished by the time yeah you know the European champions come. But um, yeah, we'll move on to our future fixture in the league, which is Chelsea. Um, at Stamford Bridge, uh, their performance against Wolves looked strong. Um, getting a four-one, uh, was it four-one? No, five-two. Five-two. Don't know what result you're looking at. I know, yeah. It wasn't the Chelsea I'm one. so glad this isn't going out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice, five-two. Five-two. Um, yeah, I thought um, under Frank, you know, they are. Slowly but surely, starting to look better and better after every game. Um, first goal, first goal was from um, Tamori, uh, the young lad, uh, centre half. Um, I think that probably took the keeper by surprise with his goal, but um, and then went on to Tammy Abraham, um, getting his hat trick. Um, he looks a player that's come out of nowhere, isn't it? Yeah, he looks really. Getting buzzed by confidence and getting goals, um, you know, he, he could be a player who's just going to get better and better yeah. after each game, getting yeah. that experience. Um, it's funny you mention him because um, I watched Chelsea in the first couple of games. They had um, United away and. Um, Leicester. He might not have started the Leicester game to be honest. I can't quite remember, but he, he I'm sure he started um United away and he looked like he was gonna struggle and I think a lot of people had had, had kind of um written him off um before he'd he'd even um had too many games under his belt. I think what Lampard's obviously get given those young players a lot of confidence, hasn't he? And I think that's that's kind of reaping the rewards a little bit. Um, you could see, I think, against Norwich when he got his first goal, he was straight over to the bench hugging Lampard, obviously showing um, the faith that he's he's got in him. But it's an unbelievable return um, that he's managed now in like seven goals in the five games. So he's he's absolutely flying. I actually remember seeing him again for. Um, there was a game for England where I think he, he got a cap. Um, it might it might have been last season or it might have been the season before uh, in, in a friendly game, I believe. I think Dominic Solanke got ta- got capped at the same time as well, which again was a bit of a strange one. <laughs> yeah. um, but he looked at, at that moment in time, he looked completely out of his depth. I remember thinking that. And again, for the first couple of games of this season, it looked similar, but he just all of a sudden... To that first goal, like it's it's one of those where I think confidence sometimes takes over, doesn't it? And especially for a goal scorer, he he seems to be absolutely fine now. Yeah, I thought his his third goal was the best out the lot. For yeah, you know he received the ball, showed strength against Connor Cody, um, and then he used a bit of skill, bit of pace to get past Cody, and then just really unleashed it straight into the back of the net. I thought it was a brilliant goal from him. Um, are you confident against Chelsea? I, I, I actually am more so than I think the Napa. I think the thing with Chelsea is they will, from what I've seen, they are they are open. They'll they'll give us opportunities. Um, I think they'll they'll press us as well. Um, I think they. It wouldn't surprise me if they were able to score. 
um, at least a goal in the game um, because, like I say, they are um, certainly a threat uh, in the final third at the moment. But they are giving goals away as well. Um, I watched the game that they played against uh, Leicester that I mentioned and, and Leicester. Chelsea started the game really well, um, but then Leicester... As the game went on, um, should have should have won it comfortably, and I think if Liverpool can ride, I think a bit of an early storm in that game, I I think I think we'll be okay, and I, I can see us, uh, I can see us winning the game actually. Um, so I certainly I certainly think they're a threat. The the confidence will be up. <clears throat> it wouldn't surprise me if if they did uh, manage to to get a goal or or maybe even two, um, but. I can I can see us exploiting um, them at the other end as well that, that with our obvious um, attacking threat as well. Yeah, I just feel maybe in that game, Lampard might actually put the brakes on a little bit. I think he's going to pick and choose his games in where he kind of just like lets them loose in a way. I think against. Us and City, I, I've got a feeling he, he might sit back. He might just try and see how the game goes, try and break when they can, but not overcommit. <clears throat> where you have seen Chelsea do that this season, where they do overcommit, and that's where they have leap goals. I think there might be a bit more of a solid unit against us. Don't think they'll, even though they are the home team, I think it'll be a bit more reserved. I think he did do that um, when he was at Derby at times, um, but you know, saying that, I still, I, you know, I I believe we'll beat them. Uh, said before, confidence now I've got in our team the mm. way we perform. Um, we just play our own game, um, and it's funny that the fans are obviously in that mentality. That obviously I think the play <coughs> the players are as well. That they're very much like we're just gonna win. Like it doesn't matter who we're playing in the league, especially. Turn up and then you know no matter how we perform or or whatever, however the game goes, whatever happens in the game, what is really I think really special about this team is they find a way and and I think that that mentality that Klopp has has instilled in this team is is um is one of the the biggest strengths that we had. You can even take that back to the Champions League final, which is probably the biggest example of that in terms of it just it was a poor performance um but. It, yeah. We managed to do. We managed to actually to to manage it um, in a way for us to 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 win the game. And um, I think yeah, we're just we're just so confident now. Even going into if you said a few seasons ago, Chelsea away, we were both sat here going yeah, three points. You know, you wouldn't have no, had that mentality no at all, would you? You'd be saying a tough game. Saying tough game, a point would be good. That yeah. that type of um, that type of conversation. So. Oh, I think that's just indicative of, of where the team is at the moment, which we're lucky to lucky to be watching week in and week out. Definitely. May at long last. Shall we finish on our fantasy football? Yeah, teams? Let's, let's finish on a on a I don't know whether it'll be a sour note or, or not for yourself. Yeah, Stu. I didn't have um, a great how, week. how did you get on on the old fantasy football? Uh total of forty three points, but within our league um, it still keeps me second. Okay, um, so I was the average for this week was, was forty nine, and I I managed to get forty nine, so bang on average. Yeah. Yeah. However, at the time of recording, I actually have three players involved um, in the Monday night game oh, between well, I didn't know that. between Villa and, and West Ham. 
Um, so maybe a few more points for me there. Um, I did captain Captain Salah. Saying that a little bit earlier on just seems an absolute banker um, for, for Liverpool at home. Um, I did have a Bamiang um, oh. who, who got a couple. Um, and I also had uh, Mason Mount who I brought in, um, I think, the week, uh, game week three or game week four, um, as a fairly cheap option. And, and he seems to be get, getting amongst the goals. So um, happy with those players. Um, Sterling didn't, didn't obviously do so well for me, um, but is generally. Um, week in week out, going to be good, uh, good value. Alexander Arnold didn't manage to 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 get an assist, um, um, or contribute otherwise. Uh, also had Zinchenko again. That that's kind of surprise result. Um, and I also had uh, I think the one I'm looking at at the moment, Stu, in terms of a change. Um, I've got Jimenez um up top. I think oh, he might have yeah. scored one this season. Yeah. So far, um. And uh, I think he is valued the same, if not very similar to um, the guy who we were just talking about, Tammy Abraham. So I think he's going to be quite a popular pick to, um, I know, I know, to bring I know in. I know I had him and I took him out for this game week. <laughs> that, um, that classic fo- fantasy football uh, line. Well, the problem with me is I, I always think about two fixtures ahead. So obviously they've got us next, Chelsea. Um, and I thought against Wolves it was going to be tight, which obviously turned out it wasn't. Um, and I brought in Aguero for him, so at least Aguero, he got me the goal, uh, had him captain, so he got me like 12 points. Um, Vardy, yeah, didn't have much change against Man United. I had McNeil from Burnley, yeah. uh, quiet game for him, two points. Richardson, I think um, I haven't seen the uh, highlights of that game, but it sounds like he did have a really good game. He was unlucky to score. So, um, on that evidence, he got four points. Uh, Salah, yeah, um, he got the goal um, in the midfield. And De Bruyne, um, probably a mistake by City. So De Bruyne, bench. Yeah, De Bruyne was, was bench. And it's something actually that I've, I've spoken about with, with other people when, you know, chatting about fantasy football is, is the case in. Uh, in the office at times, um, for me in the in in those attacking positions like Sterling, it is the one certainty for City. Even even if you look at someone like De Bruyne, he does have the odd game here and there where he is rotated out. I think Sterling is the one um, who tends to get the the starts um, for the majority of the time. Even Aguero, um, as good as he is, sometimes he he's kind of interchanged for yeah. for, for Jesus really. Yeah. So it's it's quite difficult to. Um, to kind of um pr- predict um the city's attacking lineup, but I I, I always felt safe with um with Sterling yeah. more more often than not. And then at the back, Zinchenko, um Arnold, you know low points there, and then Bednarak with the clean sheet. Yeah, got me um six points there. Solid away win. For, yeah. For Southampton, there, yeah, and then uh, finally Pope in goal. Uh, you got me free, so he must have had you know a few saves. And then I've just noticed I've actually got Rico um, from Bournemouth on the bench. Now he's been he hasn't been playing the past couple of weeks, and then yeah. all of a sudden he gets five points. So yeah, for their uh, win against uh, Everton, of course, three one. So yeah, so yeah, he he might be getting a start maybe next week. I think <laughs> promoted yeah into the first eleven definitely. Um, oh yeah, I forgot to mention Dan Donker as well. Another Wolves. Uh, player who's getting um, caned at the minute 
Um, I think he got he got brought off in the end, so that's why he's only got mm. me the solitary one. So who's point. who's who's up for the chop on on your team this year? Up for the chop, who is it? I'm I might actually leave it um, for this week um, because I think a lot of my players are at home, so I might just keep it um, as it is, and then maybe double up next week with two transfers. Yeah, good stuff. I think yeah. So I've got the two transfers in hand now because I didn't play any last week. And I think Tammy Abraham is certainly top of the list. Although you know, albeit um, you like to you like to back your own team, don't you? So that's dangerous. But um, I think in the long run, um, he seems to be a good option. So he's certainly one that I'll I think I'll get in. Um, And then the others, um, the ones kind of up for debate at the moment. Haven't looked too much into it. So yeah, have to wait wait and see on on that one. I think. Yeah. Right. I think we'll uh, close it here. Um, I'm so grateful this is only the pilot show <laughs> so this won't be going out on the airwaves um, but yeah thanks for listening thanks for coming to my humble abode to record this first yeah, podcast not a problem not a problem we haven't had any knocks from the neighbours saying what are you on about what was that chat um, yeah so if this does get played on YouTube in years to come um, don't bother it, listening it, it, it wasn't my idea <laughs>